0: Boy, oh boy, it's been a wild ride for Marlins Twitter the last two days, let's say. Equally, Pirates Twitter. Marlins, Pirates Twitter, all debating a trade that may be complete fiction. I don't know. Eddie Cabrera to the Pirates for a bunch of prospects. Craig Mish drops an article today. No mention of Eddie Cabrera to the Pirates. To me, that smells... I'm smelling a rat. Equally. What he did mention in the article at the back end of Kim Ang's era with the Marlins, there were discussions about a blockbuster, the blockbuster of studs ever. Yuri Perez for Bobby Witt Jr. Didn't happen, obviously. Bobby Witt went on to sign an extension with the Royals, but Kim Ang, she could cook, baby. This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England. Welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Mammy Marlins underscore UK. If you're listening to the pod, of course, hit subscribe, leave a review. This is your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen. It's Thursday, the 15th of Feb. We have, we have videos, we have images of baseball players doing baseball things. Spring is here, baby. And I must say, in, uh, in Florida right now, Skies are blue. So are the Marlins jerseys. By the way, we'll talk about them later on. Uh, don't forget, guys. There is a YouTube channel as well. If you aren't watching, uh, make sure you hit subscribe over there on YouTube. YouTube channel is also called Locked On Marlins. See what you see. What we did there for you is that the way to say it. I don't know. Um, what I do know is this episode is sponsored by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty bucks off your first purchase. I feel like I'm speaking very fast. Is it, are you getting that sense? Am I speaking too fast? Let me try and slow it down and take a breath. There's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I was hanging on yesterday for an emergency podcast, thinking something's going to drop. I'm going to be there ready. You know the drill. If there's news, we'll have it, particularly those emergencies. So I was waiting on it, waiting on it. And then I had a tennis match arranged. You know, most people I assume that listen to this know I play tennis pretty regularly, I'm in a tennis league. I'm not that good, but I'm enjoying it. It's a hard game. Had a match last night, 8.30 p.m. UK time. I was like, okay, is this news going to drop before? Okay, news hasn't dropped before. Loads of Marlins Twitter, loads of Pirates Twitter, everyone going bananas for this potential Edward Cabrera deal. Pirates fans loving it. I don't think they cared what went back the other way. Frankly, that's a red flag, (laughs) to be honest. I think the Marlins were looking at it going, Uh, I'm not sure I like anything that's coming back here for Eddie Cabrera. Pirates were absolutely loving the fact they were about to acquire Cabrera. Then all of a sudden, Marlon's Twitter was ablaze going, why are we trading Eddie Cabrera? I think there's a recency bias here, by the way, where we forget just the chaos of an Edward Cabrera start in 2023. It was strikeout, 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 walk, 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 walk. Couple of Ks. I mean, it was just absolute chaos for Eddie Cabrera. Um, start so Marlins fans, I think we've kind of forgotten that and forgotten the pain. I remember a, a big spaces that occurred at some point last year, uh, fish on first spaces as, the, as those guys did all the way through the year, which was great. And I remember there was a massive debate about Edward Cabrera and the future of Eddie Cabrera, and he's is he just a reliever? A lot of the guys fish on first crew were kind of like leaning that way that maybe there's not a starter there anymore maybe his best role would be as a reliever a right-handed don't forget last season the marlins like just had no right-handed gas out of the pen you know soriano and brazzaban maybe but it was like all lefties and so like there was you were clearly a need again which kind of like got us thinking about eddie cabrera Anyway, it's a long winded way of saying there was no emergency podcast, but a lot of talk about Eddie Cabrera. And I think it's like a, it brings it into focus, brought it into focus for me anyway, about Eddie. So I'm going to talk about Eddie. I don't know if the Marlins are going to trade him at this point. There's definitely one or two signals that things are on a rocky ground with Eddie, the Marlins generally, uh, that that occurred last season. So there's a bit of rocky ground in terms of the history here. Uh, but at the same time, with Sandy going down, You know, if the club wants to be competitive, which it's saying it does in 24 and feels like it could be, then trading away Eddie at this point, maybe. But it's not the prospects. Like, you can't move Eddie Cabrera at this point for a bag of prospects that are like, you know, in high A or whatever. And they certainly can't move Eddie for a second baseman or anything similar to that. Like, we have enough second. Let's just call out right now. If I see any trade proposals for any second baseman, I'm going to lose my mind because how many second basemen can one club have? They're trying to field nine second basemen, I think. It's absolutely insane. Um, But here's where I stand and here's where I sit on Eddie after I thought about it a lot yesterday. You let me know in the comments on YouTube in particular, Like, what, what are your thoughts on this one? What are your thoughts on Eddie Cabrera specifically? I've already mentioned it. Like, There was some rocky moments with Eddie last year. Uh, The command was a big issue, clearly. Baseball savant, I think, is just a beautiful tool to give you like a really quick and visual snapshot of a guy. And you look at Eddie and it's all red apart from, I think it's a one. He's in the the first percentile of walks. (laughs) Um, There was no one worse than him uh, in Major League Baseball, it seems, uh, last season. He had a walk problem. He had a command issue. We get it. We know it. We saw it. Everything else, though, looks good. So is that fixable? Well, we've just seen with Tanner Scott from 2022 to 2023. The answer is yes. It is fixable. And the Marlins have a uh, a track record here of fixing these types of issues. So if there's anyone that can fix Eddie Cabrera, it is Mel Stolomeyer and the Marlins. Let me just call that out right now. We've seen it with Tanner Scott. We could see it with Eddie Cabrera. Everything else looks good. He has everything else there. There's always been some lingering health concerns with Eddie Cabrera too, by the way. He's never managed to piece together like a full, full season, a full body of work. So as the Marlins are looking at 24 right now, another red flag, another concern at this point is like how many innings are you going to get out of Eddie? Um, Not only because sometimes he can't go deep into games because he walks everyone, And the other part is there's always this lingering injury issue with Eddie Cabrera. So there's a couple of red flags there. He has zero options remaining, but at this kind of age and what he's produced at the big league level, the options are irrelevant. In my opinion, like there's, there's always going to be a role for someone like Eddie Cabrera at the big league level. If it isn't a fifth starter, at least then it's out of the pen. So I'm going to take away the options situation as a knock on him. The Marlins decided to use an option last year, and so this is the final red flag. Man, I'm already up to two red flags here for Eddie. But they used an option last year, optioned him down to AAA. He wasn't hurt. He was struggling with a few things. He's struggling with his command. I could, you know, you could sense Skip Schumacher was just getting frustrated with, with Eddie. Probably Mel Stottemire was too. And then, lo and behold, there was this description from Craig Mish again on another spaces. I mean, these spaces are glorious, right? But the description was, Eddie Cabrera, there was an unhappiness around his laissez-faire attitude after he had another Eddie Cabrera special, which was a ton of walks and just didn't go deep into the game. Um, A laissez-faire attitude, too too much fun, too much celebration, or not enough production. So that was a big part of why it was optioned. I think it was a message to Eddie. Shape up, Eddie. Get head in the game. Concentrate. All these things. Like Skip Schumacher is a huge culture guy, and he lets no one slack. No, Skip is he. You know he sets the tone. He's and he's driving the bus. If you're not, if you don't want to get on the, you know, if you're not on the bus, gone. So there's definitely a bit of that. Linked to Eddie as well, which made me think going into this offseason, like if one of the pitches is to be moved, potentially it's Eddie. But here's the other thing. This is why I've looked at it. There's massive upside with Eddie, but there's red flags. We've talked about him health, command, mentality, red flags. Massive upside equally for him. He's on league minimum money, league minimum dough. It's the profile of what the Marlins are seeking. They want dudes with production and upsides that are probably tradable at some point that right now are on league minimum. So for me, for the Marlins to trade Eddie Cabrera right now, this offseason, it could only be for a specific big league player with similar amounts of control um, that they can plug and play right now. That plug and play would have to happen at shortstop or potentially third base with Jake Berger and his role maybe slightly changing. It's been mentioned a few times about Jake Berger maybe, you know, moving more into a DH position. I thought he fielded fine at third base, but, you know, clearly he's a big dude and, like, you know, there may be better fielders out there, let's say. So let's see what the Marlins do in terms of their defensive lineups, let's say, and whether Jake Berger is going to actually transition more so into a DH role. Like, when he was acquired, he pretty much played every day at third base um, in the main. So if they were going to move Eddie, it could only be for that. It could not be – you could not move Eddie Cabrera at this juncture for a couple of prospects. You like, this package, like, this race – this race – this Pirates package was centered around, like, a starting pitcher that was like in double A, a couple of you know, a year or two younger than Eddie. Could be okay. It's fine. Um, you've got a middle infielder, second baseman who's like not really done anything at the big league level. Like I said, we don't need any second baseman, and maybe a prospect, like a shortstop prospect, maybe that's like again, you know, two, three years away. That type of package is not the type of package that the Marlins should be seeking at this point. And for me, if if Peter Bendix would spin that type of deal and that deal alone, you move one of your rotation that's in the rotation right now and a rotation that's missing Sandy, and you go and add maybe a couple of pieces to the farm. Like, what kind of signal does that send? What kind of signal does that send? It doesn't send a good one. It says to me that we're not really looking to compete in 24. And all this talk about restocking the farm. Let me just touch on that a second. I've gone a touch long here, so this will be the final point. that we've got to hit the first ad. But let me just talk about the farm restocking situation. I just want to call out that every year, every single year, there is a draft. The Marlins can restock the farm in the draft. Equally, every single year, there is an international free agency signing period. You don't have to trade away everyone to restock a farm. You don't. You have at least two opportunities, maybe even more, in terms of acquiring players that you can add to your farm system and start to develop. So, you know, there doesn't have to be this, like, hit the panic button, let's trade everyone away and restock a farm so we can be good in nine years' time. No. Like, I don't get it. There's no need. No need. They have a draft. The draft is within their control. Who they pick is up to them. How they develop them is up to them. So it's in the Marlins' control, and that's why they've built this infrastructure, seemingly, to draft and develop more effectively. Great. So we don't need to trade away the studs we have right now. Anyway, let me know what you think on Eddie. It's obviously been a hugely topical point in the last, like, two days. Would you move Eddie? Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't move him. I'm okay moving Eddie, but the return has to be the right return. It has to be a big league um, impact. Shortstop, not a couple of... Not a couple of prospects who might be good in 2027. No. Anyway, I've gone long. Nevertheless, first out of the day. It's our good friends over at game time. Let's get the graphics pumped up for game time. If you're listening, apologies. You won't be able to see them. Nevertheless, for those watching, graphics on. Guys, you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So you can see the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front. So you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds just with two taps. Unbelievable. So you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. All you have to do is download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code locked on for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create that account and redeem that code. And that code is locked on for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Love that slogan, by the way. Absolutely love it. So finishing up on Eddie Cabrera and the Pirates, Craig Mish speaks none of this. Is Craig the only one reporting on the Marlins? No. There are other people that are saying that the Marlins and Pirates are talking about a deal that involves Eddie Cabrera. Craig Mish is saying nothing. he doesn't report on rumors, but he does he will give you insight and his his article today with the Herald there's some insight in there. nothing about Eddie Cabrera. That's just to me there's you know we'll wait and see. I'm not holding my hopes that this this deal will be done. And actually, maybe that's for the best. <laughs> Let me talk about the big bomb, an absolute bomb that was in this article, by the way. This is it, you know, everyone's clung on to this again, like Marlon's Twitter gone ablaze. Um, back end of last season, Kim Ang was still the GM at this point. Back end of the season, and there were by all accounts a you know some conversations. And we we definitely heard rumors of some conversations about the Marlins and Royals at some point this offseason, But I feel like this predates that, uh, the way it was described anyway. And the the suggestion was that the Marlins and Kim Ang were talking to the Royals about what would be one of the blockbusters of blockbusters, of ultra blockbusters. Like, I mean, how big a deal could this be? Has there ever been a deal? Could there ever been a deal like this? A Yuri Perez swap for Bobby Witt Jr. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That has completely blown up. I don't know who instigated it. I do wonder who instigated it because the feedback we've always had about around Yuri Perez has been untouchable. He's in that bracket of untouchable. I believe Sandy Alcantara is also in that bracket. They're the only two untouchables, by the way, that the Marlins have, Yuri Perez and Sandy Alcantara. And that says to me, if indeed Yuri Perez is untouchable, then Was it the Royals? Were the Royals coming to the Marlins to say, hey, what about Bobby Witt Jr. in some sort of package here for Yuri Perez? It didn't go anywhere seemingly or didn't go that far. And then equally then the Royals and Bobby Witt Jr. committed to each other with a uh, long-term extension as well. But Bobby Witt Jr. looks like an absolute stud at shortstop. Like positional fit makes a ton of sense, clearly. Let me know what your thoughts about this trade proposition. Look at, like, it won't happen now, but, like, looking back, if it had how would you feel? Let me know. Here's how I would feel. I think, without really ultra-deep diving into Bobby Witt Jr. at this point, I I feel like I would be okay with it. If, if indeed, Bobby Witt Jr. is ultra-legit, which... Like, my sense is he is. Yuri Perez, from what we've seen at the big league level thus far, looks very good. Very good for sure. The one thing with Yuri Perez that sticks in my mind is, is that fly ball rate sustainable? I think that's it with you. Like, it feels like there was some significant loud contact with Yuri Perez that ended up in in the outfielders' gloves. And, you know, you're a millimeter off, half a centimeter, whatever it might be, to things being different in terms of outcome. So I'm very intrigued to see what kind of year that Yuri Perez can have. A full go at the big league level. He'll be managed as well, of course, but a full go. He won't be starting in the in the minor leagues. Like, Yuri Perez will be on this opening day roster. He'll probably be the second arm out of the... uh you know, from in the rotation. You know, Lazardo probably gets the ball. Yuri Perez probably gets, you know, game two. You know, I don't know who gets game three. Does Braxton Garrett get it? feels like Brax is like the forgotten man, right? But anyway, I think it's fun. It's a fun discussion for sure. And I think that, that indicates it's kind of like the mindset of where the Marlins are at, right? Because that's so what I'm going back to with Eddie Cabrera. I'm not saying that Eddie, it feels like Yuri Perez is going to, he's he's at a level above Eddie Cabrera at this point. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But that's the feeling. But the Marlins are willing to move a ultra-controllable, high-upside stud arm to go and fill that shortstop position long-term. That's what Kim Ang seemingly was telling us. And it feels like that's what Peter Bendix has been telling us, that they remain focused on trying to acquire the their shortstop of the future, it says to me they're not bought into any of the options that are currently in the organization, because fundamentally they're looking for a an above average defensive shortstop with an above average offensive profile. They're tough to find. If Jazz Chisholm, you know, who knows how Jazz and uh, Jazz and shortstop could have ever played out? But like, I look at Jazz and I think. If he was given a full run at shortstop with his offensive profile, like it feels like that's kind of what the Marlins are seeking, right? They already have it in-house, but they've plumbed him into the center field, and it looks to be working there. So, um, guys, we're going to do the final ad. I want to talk about some Arb decisions, and Jesus Lazardo, a little nugget from today, um, feels like I'm running a touch long, so I'll maybe save the spring blues conversation for another day. also want to talk about Sixto Sanchez later in the week, too. Uh, first view on Sixto, and he's looking, in a word, round, um, in another word, he's throwing, so that's interesting as well. Uh, but, guys, before we do that, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Yes, sir. Of course it is. And you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live, same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, guys, final segment here with me, Peter Pratt, on Thursday the 15th of Feb. We've talked Eddie Cabrera. Don't know if the, the Pirates and the Marlins are talking Eddie Cabrera, but for me, uh, I'm a little bit puzzled on why we would want to move when we when I say we, I mean the Marlins, would want to move Eddie Cabrera at this point, considering um the the money he is on, the upside that he could offer and the fact that Sandy uh is not around for this season. A fun conversation between the Marlins and the Royals, Yuri Perez in a swap deal, proposed swap deal. Don't know who proposed it, but Bobby Witt Jr. for Yuri Perez potentially one for one. Fun, fun trade, but like I mentioned the indicator is the Marlins are happy to make a swap for one of their studs if, indeed, they can get a stud shortstop back. And based on these discussions, they are leaving no stone unturned. However, the sense we get is that Yuri Perez is seen as untouchable. Untouchable. You know, the Royals, would you take Jesus Azardo, potentially? Anyway, we've had an arbitration decision. Luis Arias. Luis arias uh, the arbitration hearing was, I believe yesterday, at least the result was announced yesterday. And I'm not shocked by this one, but the Marlins win the arbitration case, uh, Arise was shooting for 12 million, the Marlins 10.6 top of my head. Um, still a decent bump in pay percentage wise, like, uh, for, for Luis Arias uh, going from six and a bit up to, um, you know, 10.6. Decent jump for Luis arise 12 felt ambitious, <laughs> to be honest. When I saw that number and the projections, uh, I did think, okay, 12 feels a little bit ambitious. So this one is not a surprise. Luis arise was asked after it as well about you know, his feeling towards us. He was like, listen, I'm just here to play. I'm good to go. Let's roll. Um, you know That kind of mentality, which is you know the only mentality you can have. Um, so good for him. The only one remaining now is Tanner Scott. Uh, pitchers and catchers were back yesterday. I believe Tanner Scott's hearing uh, is is maybe today, maybe it was yesterday. I don't even know where Tanner Scott is, but the, it should be announced by like tomorrow latest. By all accounts, we still have no decision on that, which is a bit of an interesting situation, right? Like, should they not have sorted this out before? Like everyone's reporting. Nevertheless, it hasn't happened. My expectation is that Tanner Scott's going to win this case. Uh, he's asking for just under six mil. The Marlins like sure changing him a bit. Um, no doubt they'll, they'll pull up his, his historical seasons and the lack of history in terms of elite production. But Tanner Scott entering into the final year, going into the arbitration hearing, I think he might win it. Uh, and, uh, we'll see, we'll see what the future holds for Tanner Scott. Uh, we'll equally see what role and whether he, I guess, roll gets back into the same role as last year at the back end of the year. Um, effectively operating as the Marlins closer once, uh, once, uh, AJ puck flamed out. Did want to briefly touch on Jesus Lazaro. Then we're getting out of here. There's so much to cover over the next few weeks, and I'm absolutely pumped for it, guys. Seeing you know guys in spring, first couple of interviews sprinkling in, um, and obviously uh, we're seeing some images flying around of the guys, which is really interesting. Make you know, it's got it's got my juices flowing, no doubt. You can sense that, right? This the words per minute of this episode must be way up, way up from the usual. So final one, Jesus Lazaro uh, doing a, a I guess a post throwing. Presser. Um spoke to the media seemingly. Uh looked like a good chunk of media down there too, which is always um, great to see. Um, but effectively just saying, listen, I want to be, I want to be a Marlin for as long as I can. I'm a Marlins fan. I want to be with the Marlins for the rest of my career, effectively. Reminder: multiple years of control remain on Jesus Lazardo. That's three. Craig Mish in his article today talking about the Marlins have been listening on Jesus Lazardo. They were. He talked about it in some more detail. We speculated on this, myself and Sean Barrett, last week, or the week before. The everydays will remember this. But we speculated that the fact that the Marlins and Orioles were talking about Jesus Lazaro, they were interested. Uh, the Marlins were interested in various um, guys from their system. Uh, catcher, Joey Ortiz, the guy who ended up going to Milwaukee uh, as part of that, and one or two other guys, too. Interesting names. Um, you know, from an Orioles perspective, they clearly just didn't you know, they didn't want to give up the level of talent that the Marlins were asking for for Lozado. Naturally, for Lozado, with three years of control, uh, the price was high. They couldn't find a match. And the reality is with the Brewers and that just a one year of control on Corbin Burns, clearly the price tag comes down. They were able to find a way of making this deal. And the Orioles, clearly at that point, they're in the control position with, with Burns, not in terms of... Uh, guaranteed club and club control but there's no reason why you can't uh, extend the dude whenever if indeed Corbin Burns wants to uh, avoid going to free agency and commit to the Orioles we'll wait to see on that but it's interesting that you know we're getting more and more information here the Marlins again they're willing to move Jesus Lozado stud pitcher they're willing to move him to acquire a shortstop that they could see and sense as being an everyday shortstop for the Marlins in uh, Joey Ortiz. This is what we're looking at, guys. One of the pitchers will be sacrificed and what what comes back every single time in these packages will be a bona fide shortstop, immediate impact guy that can play right now. That's the profile. Any other trade package you see for a Marlins pitcher, I think, is nonsense because... It's clear what the Marlins are trying to do. They're happy to sacrifice one of the guys. I say happy, that's probably the wrong way of phrasing it. But they're willing to sacrifice one of the arms to plug that shortstop gap. Guys I'm going to be back tomorrow. Tons to get into. I want to talk about Sixto Sanchez. I want to talk about spring training jerseys. I want to talk about the new spring training caps. Loads to get into here, guys. Spring is here. And uh, you know we're going to start kind of piecing a few things together, looking at the roster um who's going to be making it who's not going to be make it and really what are the like what are the true spring battles there's a few of them and as well the marlins have signed a couple more minor league free agents it's one area they have excelled seemingly this offseason is minor league free agency so a couple of guys to get into as well they uh, on that one tomorrow i look forward to seeing you then